Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Mastering College to Career Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Botero, and in this podcast, we help college students just like you get internships and job offers from top companies. In this podcast, we explore topics such as networking, interviewing, resume writing, and many other topics that will get you those jobs. Not only do I speak on these topics myself, but I also interview other subject matter experts, including CEOs, university presidents, and Fortune 500 executives. We also interview college students just like you in the hopes that you can relate to their stories and learn from their journey. So if you're a college student looking to get ahead, look no further and welcome to the Mastering College to Career podcast. All right, so before we get started, I want to take a couple of seconds to tell you about the Mastering College to Career Academy. The Academy is a mentoring program that helps college students land the jobs of their dreams before they graduate. In this academy, I will teach you application hacks that will automatically help you beat over 90% of all other job applicants, networking tactics that will give you access to the hidden job market where over 80% of jobs are filled, interview techniques that will practically guarantee you make it through every round of the interviews and win the offer. And I will also connect you with my network of thousands of HR professionals and hiring managers that love hiring my students. So if you're interested in learning more about this program, just send me a message and let's see if the academy is a good fit for you. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome back to this episode of the Mastering College to Career podcast. And in today's guest, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite topics, and that is personal branding. Um, and to talk about this, I have a special guest for you today. Um, I have Tatiana Holyfield, and she is the VP and head of digital strategy at the Pacers Sports and Entertainment. And she is a guru when it comes to digital marketing, personal branding. She's amazing. If you don't follow her on LinkedIn, you're missing out. And after this podcast, you will follow her. Trust me. So Tatiana, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Thank you so much for having me, Daniel. I'm feeling great. I'm looking forward to having this conversation. I am too. I am too. I'm really excited because I think, you know, as you know, with everything going on with COVID and just everything that's going on in 2020 is a crazy year. Um, I, I truly believe personal branding has just become more and more important as you can't go out and network. You needed to be able to build that brand online. But before we dive into this, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your journey from college to what you do now? Sure. Um, yeah. So I have been, let's see, in the media arts entertainment industry for probably the last 15 years. Um, to give you the brief story, I am a product of a single mother. Um, my father left when I was probably around seven years old. He was in the military. And so he, you know, traveled around to the military and my mom stayed behind and raised my sister and I. Um, she was a cleaning lady. She took care of the apartment complex that we lived in. And that's how she was able to pay rent and put us through school. So um, I think having that background of a militant father and a mother who was very determined and passionate about taking care of her kids and, you know, just working hard is what kind of um, is in my DNA. And I think that that's been the foundation of who I am. 
Um, I put myself through college. I went to Columbia College in Chicago. Um, I was thankful at the time to have a grandmother who was able to co-sign for me alone <laughs> because I know that's like the hardest part, right? Like college students is trying to pay for your education and not having family that, you know, came from money or had money. Um, even though I graduated from high school with a 3.9 GPA, I didn't have scholarships. And so, you know, everything was on me to, you know, finance my own college education. So luckily, um, my grandmother had good enough credit where she could uh, co-sign for me. And I, I went to Columbia College, Chicago. And while I was there, um, that's when I really decided that I really wanted to focus on the TV industry. I had a professor who um, I, took, I took TV classes when I was in grammar school. But I had a professor who told me, you know, you would be great on air. And I said to him, no, I'm not really like in front of the camera. It's not really my thing, you know. And he said, well, you know, why don't you think about sales and marketing then? Like you would be great in sales. And again, I was kind of like, well, you know, I'm not really a salesperson because in my head, when I think of sales, I think of used car salesmen and that I'm like trying to, you know, sell somebody a dream. And I'm like, that's not me either. Um, and so, but I, I knew I liked marketing and I was a creative person. So I found Columbia College, which offered the arts, um, entrepreneurship, entertainment, uh, media management program where I could do television, which was my passion, as well as marketing. And uh, went there for four years, graduated, had an amazing opportunity um, in college, and then decided, you know what, I want to travel the world a little bit. So right after I graduated, I took a year and just kind of traveled. And then I, at the time I was of course living in Chicago and I decided to pack up and leave. Um, I just wanted something else. You know, when you've been in the same city your whole life, you start to find that it's a small city, you know everyone, even if it's a big city, it's a small city, right? Cause you have the same circles, you know everyone. And I decided to pack up and, and leave Chicago and I moved to Atlanta, literally with $1,100 and no job. <laughs> and I started working at, um, actually I didn't have a job, but I was trying to get myself out there. I was applying for all types of jobs in television, hoping that I would get my big break. But in the meantime, I also knew I only had $1,100. So I needed to find a job soon. Luckily, I was able to get hired at the ESPN Zone um, restaurant back in that day, <laughs> um, where I used to work in Chicago, and they had an opening in Atlanta. And so, you know, they said, hey, do you want to come and do marketing here? And I said, yeah, I need a job. <laughs> and after staying there for about a year, I met my mentor. And my mentor at the time, he worked at MTV Networks. And he said to me, you know, um, if you really want to work in TV, we'll try to help you get there. And so um, after connecting me with quite a few people and, um, you know, just trying to work my way, I finally applied for a role that opened up at Gospel Music Channel. And it was a great fit. And that's how I started my career in marketing. Um, 
I will be honest, I took a huge pay cut for that first job. Um, as I mentioned, I was working at ESPN Zone in marketing, and it was a great opportunity, um, fresh out of college, but it was not paying, it was paying better than working in the TV industry. So for me, I was like, okay, do I go and take this job that's my passion and that I really want to do, or do I keep working in a job that's just going to pay the bills? And I just went for it. I took that opportunity. I started working at Gospel Music Channel, and that was what kind of set my career from there. Um, stayed there for a year and a half decided that Atlanta was a little too small for me and so I packed up and moved to the big city, moved to New York, um, started working there at uh, Sportsnet New York, left there, went over to NBC Universal, from NBC Universal to Viacom and then now where I'm at with the Pacers. So it's been a long journey. Um, that was the condensed version of how I got to the Pacers but um, it, it's just been such a roller coaster ride of fun <laughs> of me being able to just start from from really the ground up um, because I did not, you know, have a silver spoon. I didn't have a lot of opportunities that uh, other people, especially non-minorities, have. So that's kind of where I started. And, and there's a lot of similarities in, in your journey into what I've dealt with as a first generation minority college student itself. And I'm going to kind of go over a couple of them, but like, because then I want to ask you even deeper about it because there are a couple of words that really highlighted to me was a like grit, like your grit and determination throughout your whole career. I think it's something that probably, it's probably like a big reason why you continue to push forward to take the risk to go to Atlanta with $1,100 to take a pay cut when most people will felt comfortable in not taking that pickup. The other one is mentors. Like I, I think you, you mentioned that your mentor was kind of like the one that um, was the one that kind of helped and pushed you to, to take those chances. And then the last word that really stood out to me is visibility, uh, like making yourself visible. Because um, one of the things that I work with a lot with the students that I mentor um, is helping them gain the visibility because visibility becomes more important than ability when it comes to getting noticed and getting to the interview. Once you have the job, your ability is gonna carry through, uh, but a lot of times in a crowded space, and, and, and you know this in marketing, right? There's, you're always competing for visibility. Uh, visibility is important. There's the, probably a lot of people that have great content that doesn't get seen, right? right. Um, and so I wanna talk to you about like grit because I think that's it's so important. Like, uh, it is something that's really hard to teach, but if you have it, it's, it allows you to, you know, open opportunities that maybe weren't, you know, as easy accessible to you. But the fact that you never gave up and you continue going forward, how much do you take that because you were raised by a single mother? Like, where did you get your grit? Yeah, I would definitely say that my grit is a result of having a single mother that did not give up, you know. Um, she was very determined to just make ends meet and make sure that she can provide for her children. And then also my dad, even though he wasn't around full time, that's just who he is as a person. Even now to this day, my dad and I have a much better relationship, but he went back and got his PhD when he was 59 years old. And so he has always just kind of instilled the process of 
um, continuing your education, always learning, you know, staying um, abreast of, you know, what's going on and, and keep continuing to strive for new things. And so for me, like failure is not really an option in the sense of not trying. You know, I'm okay if I fail, if I try to do something, but I'm not okay if I didn't try. And I use um, those, those setbacks and those minor things that kind of push me back to propel even further. So like mm -hmm. for me, when I only had $1,100, I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta go get it. I have to like uh, apply for 20 jobs, you know, or if I get rejected from an interview, I go and put in 20 more interviews or 20 more applications. Like I just use that um, as my motivation. And that mm -hmm. has just always been my focus. I think the other thing too that I will say is um, I live by a vision board. Every year I create a vision board. My girlfriends and I would have a vision board party. You have one too? <laughs> I have like three. <laughs> yeah. And like, it's so crazy because every year I create a vision board and I, I promise you like 80 to 90% of the things on that vision board has come true. And it really, I, I really do believe there's power in putting it out in the universe and putting it in a place where you're always going to see it to remind yourself of those goals that you have for yourself. And there's something subliminal about that. So for me, I, I put it on the back of my closet door so that every morning when I'm picking out my clothes to get dressed, it's right there and I see it. And at that point in time, I had a goal. My goal was to be a VP by the age of 30. And when I tell you everything in my life was VP by 30, like even the password on my computer or on my phone was VP by 30, because I had this dream of like, I, I wanted to be a vice president by the age of 30. Now, I'll be honest, I did not make that goal. I was a little bit older. I think I was maybe 31 or 32, but um, it gave me something tangible to look forward to. And so for me having like uh, something in at the end of the site, you know, continues to keep me motivated. Hey, Daniel here. Before we get to the second half of the episode, I wanna share with you an amazing success story of David, one of the students that just gone through my academy. Enjoy. Hey guys, David here, and I just got the internship of my dreams, and I wouldn't have been able to do it if it wasn't for the help of Daniel and the Master in College Degree Academy. Before the program, I had been looking for an internship for about two years, and I didn't get anywhere. I sent out more than 100 applications, got called back for five interviews, all of which led nowhere. Then I met Daniel, who introduced me to his program, and my progress skyrocketed. Uh, Daniel had, has been a recruiter. He's been out there, he knows what works. Um, he knows what recruiters like, and with those tips that he gave to me, I was able to do way better and immediately start putting, you know, his teachings into practice and getting called back for interviews and offers. Um, it was wild. I'd never imagined that it would be as successful as it was. Um, if there's anyone out there that was like me when I was looking for internships and not getting anywhere, I highly, highly, highly recommend, I can't recommend it enough that you become a part of this program. 
uh, Daniel, you know, Daniel offers a, a money back guarantee. If you don't like the program or if you can't get a job, which is insane, you know, like <laughs> it gives you no reason not to do it. If your life will be better and you'll end up getting, making more money because of it anyway. Right. So, you know, what are you waiting for? Give it a shot. It'll make your life better. I promise. Uh, thanks again to Daniel and the, the awesome program that he made. I owe my life and my future to him. If you want me to help you reach your career goals, just contact me. And now let's get back to the rest of the show. I, I think that it's amazing because I, I am with you. I, I am like I showed you, I have my goal boards. I know it's a podcast, so the audience can't can't hear it. Um, and I have similar things like mine is uh, I, I have a goal that is 20, uh, 35 by 35. So net worth of 35 nice. by 35. And, and so it, it's, there is something that I think about all the time. And um, so I love that. And one of the things I really wanted to bring grit for is because as the students continue to listen, a lot of times when I am talking to students, they're very concerned about what's going on right now. With, you know, with everything that's going on with COVID, they feel like, you know, it's almost impossible to find a job. And so I think, you know, this is why I think it's important to start your personal branding has become really, really important right now. Because how you handle the situation, employers will look at it. You know, are you taking this time and just watching Netflix and not, you know, just being, you know, very stressed or being depressed about the situation? Or are you using this to educate yourself, to network, to build this relationship, to build your personal brand? So when the companies do start hiring again, and, and some of them have already started, but some will continue to open up, especially as we go into fall recruitment season. Um, what did you do in your summer if your internship was canceled? You know, and I think that's going to be a, a good determinant. So let's transition to personal branding. I know this is something you're really passionate about. So when did you realize that personal branding was important? Um, I think working in marketing, I've always been, as I mentioned, creative. But I was in a position where I had to brand companies. And so for me, I was like, okay, I can do a marketing plan for a TV show or a marketing plan for a restaurant. But at some point in my career, and I don't really know when it was, I wanna say maybe I was around the age of 21, I realized that the most successful people in life didn't just market the companies that they worked for, they also marketed themselves. And as marketers, we're usually the worst critics of that, right? Like we don't market ourselves because because we put so much into marketing the companies that we work for or helping other people. And so when I finally realized that and that light bulb clicked for me, I realized I need to brand myself. I need to market myself as if I were a company. And at that point, that's when I realized what the brand of Tatiana Holyfield was and what I wanted it to be. And so everything that I then started to strategically craft was about what's the brand perception that I want people to know about me. If they don't know anything about me, if they just see my picture or if they just meet me, you know, walking down the street, what's the one thing I would want them to say about me? Or if I walk into an interview, what's the one takeaway that I'd want them to say about the brand that is Tatiana? And when I started to think of it that way, I put all of my attention into making sure 
that my brand was reflective of what I wanted it to be. So for me, I wanted my brand to be hardworking, reliable, someone who's a go-getter, you know, someone who's going to get it done, who they can trust, um, someone who's creative and driven and focused and like all of those things. And then also from a personal, you know, professional standpoint, I realized that like, you know, being an African-American young female, there's not a lot of us in, in these type of situations, especially in the television media industry. And so there was something about that too that I really need to hone in my brand on. And when you work in an environment, um, and I'm just gonna be transparent here, when you're you know, one of few black people in the company, they're like, oh, which black are you? You know, are you, are you the one with the curly hair? Are you the one with the Afro? Are you the one with the braids? Like, you know, there, there's this perception of who you are based on your skin tone. And I wanted to make sure that my perception was about who I was as a brand and my work ethic. I didn't want them to see my skin color. I didn't care. I didn't want them to see or care about what my hairstyle was like. I wanted them at the end of the day to look at my brand and say, Tatiana is great. She's a hard worker. She's professional. She's driven and she's polished. And with that in mind, you know, that's how I really just kind of focused on my brand. So with that said, I started to really, um, focus on putting my LinkedIn together. And, you know, LinkedIn is really your online resume. That's the way for you to be seen. If you are applying for jobs and don't have a, a LinkedIn account, that's a problem. <laughs> you should start there. And, you know, a lot of people ask me when they're offering, when they're asking for career advice, like, should I create a portfolio or should I have a LinkedIn account or should I do both? Um, depending on, you know, what industry you're looking to be in, you may need a portfolio, but honestly, your LinkedIn account can serve as your portfolio. You can add links to your work. You can add attachments. You know, everything is right there. And the great thing about LinkedIn is that it's a social media platform, just like other um, social media accounts like Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, you or um, Pinterest, you have the ability to connect with other people in that space. So you have to work it the same way. LinkedIn has an algorithm and it's keyword based. So if I'm applying for a job, my profile needs to match 80% of that job description in order for me to bubble up into the funnel of applicants that are funneled to the top. So think about that. If you're applying for a job and in that job, um, let's say I wanna apply for a job as a um, healthcare worker, and maybe I'm switching industries, but I don't have anything in my profile that says I'm applying for a job as a healthcare worker, I'm not going to be seen for that job. So you have to make your LinkedIn account for the job that you want, not for the job that you have. 
I'm going to say that again, because I, I stress that to people all the time, make your LinkedIn account for the job that you want, not for the job that you have. So build your personal brand and your personal profile around what it is that you want to do. If you want to be an astronaut, make sure you speak to everything that an astronaut needs to do. If you want to work in healthcare, speak to that. If you want to work in television, speak to that. But create your brand and your personal profile around what you are looking to achieve and accomplish in the career that you're trying to reach. Yeah. You know, I couldn't agree with you more. I think LinkedIn is definitely your digital resume and it's becoming even more and more important as more companies uh, integrate their applicant tracking system with their LinkedIn and utilize it to see it. And, you know, I think it's interesting because if we think about like just the resume, what it is as a sheet of paper, it's really the most biased document in the world. You know, when we think about traditionally just applying online, uh, studies show that over 75% of people lie or exaggerate on their resume. And that's because it's a really private document, right? I can create it, I can send it to your email directly, and you really don't have a lot of ways to fact check if that resume was accurate, right? Um, while your LinkedIn is now serving as a way to fact check your resume, right? Uh, because are you gonna lie on your, on your public LinkedIn? Most likely not. Like, are you gonna say that you managed 20 people when in reality you managed two people? Or that you were number one when you really were like 106, right? So your LinkedIn actually becomes um, a better indicator for companies to see what you actually have done. And to your point, it, it does serve as a career portfolio. I agree. Like all the features to even be able to create a video. Like I, I tell my students, you know, you, you post your jobs, but you can also create a video on top of posting your jobs of what you did and what made you stand out in that position. Um, and so I, I, I love it. What advice do you have on creating your brand? Like as a student listening to this podcast that it's maybe overwhelmed by the idea of creating a personal brand, like where can they start? Yeah, I think that for students, it's all about gaining experience. And at this point, doing research about the industry that you want to be in. So, for example, take my industry. If you're looking to get into digital or social media, I would expect your profile, even if you have not had a first job in digital or social media, I would expect your profile to speak to that. So I'm looking at you know, do you have any volunteer experience? Maybe at your student union or maybe at some other, you know, entity within your school, maybe it's your fraternity or sorority. Did you volunteer to maybe run their social media accounts? If so, what did you learn from that experience? Or um, have you volunteered? Maybe, you know, a friend of the family has a small business, a local pizza shop, and maybe you go and you help them with their digital or their social media. Those type of things are, are things that I look for as a hiring manager of a student because I want to see one, that you have taken initiative that you have at least tried to educate yourself about what I'm looking for. Everything else, the skill set, I can teach you, but I can't teach you that drive and I can't teach you that passion. And so if you're really passionate about being in digital or being in social, you need to master that craft. You, I would be, you would be surprised, Daniel, at how many, you know, um, students or, you know, fresh graduates will apply for a job and I call them up and I say, so why do you want to work in social media or tell me what you've done in social media? 
And they say, well, I have a Twitter account or I have an Instagram account. I'm like, yeah, you and like 18 million other people, you know what I mean? But like, what do you know about it? Uh, do you know the back end? Do you know any programs that we use? Do you know how to analyze the data? Do you know how to create a content strategy? Like, yeah. what do you know from the business side of it? And those are the things that I find a lot of students lack when it comes to that. So what my advice is, whatever the industry is that you're looking to go to, be very knowledgeable about what it takes to be in that industry. You should be setting up informational meetings with people. That's where LinkedIn is a great platform for that. And just, hey, pick their brain for 15 minutes. Say, you know, hey, I would love to learn a little bit about what you do on a day-to-day -day basis. You know, um, can I get a better understanding of your industry? Those are the type of things that I think students should do. And then also, I would say, become informed about what's happening in the industry and use LinkedIn as a place to share and receive information. So for example, let's say Instagram just released a new feature on their platform and maybe they created a new GIF or maybe they did a new partnership with you know, some account. You should share those articles. If you read about it in, you know, TechCrunch or Mashable or Variety or any of those, you know, trade organizations, or you see it in on CNN.com or whatever the case is, share the link on your LinkedIn account. Let potential employers know that you stay abreast of what's happening in your industry. I see um, students that do that, and to me, that shows initiative and drive. That shows that they, they're passionate about working in this field. They stay up to date with industry news, information, things like that, and they really want to learn. Those are the students that I call first when I have a job open. I think that's important. A lot of things that you said, I kind of want to just really make sure the students like take this home. Like number one, you have to have clarity about where you want to work and the industries you want to work. Once you have know that, you know, or at least have a better understanding, you can then create, you can then target that. Like now you know your target audience. And to your point, sharing those articles, engaging with individuals and influencers who are in those industry and adding meaningful comments, you know, creating content about it. You don't need to be the expert. Like they understand you're just graduating college, but it's about your take on this new update that Instagram did and how you think that's going to impact the industry, whether you're wrong or, or, or not, you know, a lot of times right. no one knows until years out in the future when the, when the chips fall and you can see was that feature actually very successful or not. So I think you're right. I think it's, it's being able to put yourself out there, show them that you're educating yourself, show them that you have clarity about the industry and show them that you have the potential and the drive to learn that you're coachable, that you're teachable. And I think that, that that's so important and, and starting out with understanding that you cannot be the ideal client or you cannot be the ideal candidate for every industry and for every company. And so just like marketing, you want to have your target audience, have clarity about your target audience and then showcase that in your, your LinkedIn. That, that's, that's so amazing. Um, what other advice, you know, any, any last minute of advice that you want to make sure that students listening to this podcast really take home with them? You know, I would just say, um, again, as I mentioned before, 
Make your LinkedIn for the job that you want, not the job that you have. Use LinkedIn as a source of connection. I feel that nowadays there, there is no reason for students to be lazy and not have a connection to the industry that they want. You have a platform where you can easily email or send a direct message to anyone at any company. Go out there and get it. Introduce yourself. Say, hi, I'm a student. I'm really interested in you know, your career field and I wanna learn more. And foster those relationships. Look for opportunities to have mentors, as I talked about before, because it really will help you to get a foot in the door. Especially as minorities, I will say that it's a lot harder for us to get a foot in the door if we don't have those personal connections. So find mentors who are willing to pour into you and help you to get in or open the door for you and create more opportunities for you. Mentorship is very important, but it also has to be a two-way street. You know, those mentors want to get something back from you just as much as you want something from them. And if you're young and vibrant and, you know, have a lot of great ideas, that's what the give take is, you know. If I'm mentoring someone, what I love about having um, students that are fresh out of college is their mindset just thinks all over the place, right? And they're not jaded by things that happen in life or, you know, the pressures of corporate America yet. So, you know, they come with a really fresh perspective. Use that energy and your mentorship to provide some value back to your mentor so that it's a reciprocal relationship. Those are just a few of the things that I think, you know, you can do um, to really set yourself apart. And, and honestly, the last thing I would say is as a person of color or a first generation, you know, um, success story in your, in your family, don't be afraid to go out and get it. And don't be afraid of what opportunities are out there for you. There may be companies who are looking for someone like you, they're not looking for you to fit in with everyone else. They want you to be you. So for me, they want Tatiana and all her hairstyles and her lipsticks and her, you know, her clothing. That's what they want. So go and be you, just show it with confidence, own who you are, be a master at your craft and go and get it. Uh, that's so amazing. What a way to finish the podcast. So Tiana, this has been such an amazing episode. Um, I will definitely share your link to your, uh, the link to your LinkedIn account on the show notes so that anybody that uh, it's in the industry wants to learn more about, you know, just follow you because your content is amazing. You're always sharing updates about just industry and sports and everything media. So thank you so much. You have been such an amazing guest. And then for everybody else watching or listening, catch you guys on the next episode. All right, my friend, congratulations for making it all the way to the end of the podcast. In the age of short attention span, this speaks volumes of you. So now if you found value in this episode, that I am sure you're going to find value in the Mastering College to Career Academy. So if you want to learn more a little bit about that academy, go to masteringcollegetocareer.com or just send me a message. Thank you so much for listening and catch you guys all on the next episode.